1: It's Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for sticking around. We enjoy having lots of content to share with you. Of course, we are weekdays available for you 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern live on AMI-TV, on AMI-audio starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, and available on your podcasts. Let's get into accessible gaming. Kelly and I have been looking forward to this convo, because earlier we talked a bit of accessible gaming as well with Mike Fair. But Marcus McCracken joins us on the second Thursday of every... Every month without fail to talk accessible gaming with us and Marcus you're reviewing something um, that's been out for a while but has been remastered for the Playstation 5 and that's Last of Us 2 want to get into what you like, what you dislike obviously the accessibility around it, I think it's fair to say Kelly and I have uh, no experience playing Last of Us Kelly
0: (laughs) we're getting plural again, okay
1: well have you played it? No, of course okay, not. All right. but... <laughs> Carrying on. So, <laughs> describe to us first, for some context, what the game is about.
2: It's uh, pretty much. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the like the the Walking Dead series. It's kind of like that. You're trying to survive uh, a, a world of zombie type alien creatures that's taken over the human body, mm-hmm. um, and it's all. Resident Evil type feel, but it's got a really deep story and I deeply it can be emotional at a lot of times especially in
0: certain parts of the cutscenes mm.
1: so it's post-apocalyptic yeah. and
0: uh, and it has a story rum. This is, goes back to what we were saying with Mike Fair, or at least what I was commenting on, how I find it interesting because, you know, there's dedication to learn levels and play a game. I get that. And and to to, to beat a game. But it's also very interesting when, when things take time to build. And, and I, as a non-gamer, really, I kind of probably romanticize it in some idea like, oh, wow, it's kind of like a show and you get to develop your character, I was saying earlier. So, Marcus, what makes this title so special to you?
2: This title is actually what brought me back into the gaming uh, scene on PlayStation Four with the original. Oh, I, I don't, I cannot remember how I came across it, but I, I learned about it and researched the accessibility and did a lot of research through Steve Sealer, and then finally purchased it. And then uh, that's that game right alone has been brought me back into, it and is why it's going to have a a long time number one in my heart.
1: Mm.
0: And,
2: yeah, the opportunity to play the first one finally, and then the remaster just made it even more special for the Pro 2.
1: Okay, yeah, so, tell us about that. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, go there first.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just curious about what it means. Like, uh, Just off the top of your head, or on a very basic level, what does it mean for the game to be remastered? Is that more than just accessibility? Uh, a lot of the content has shifted from the original? I think
2: i think it's because it's a next gen remastered um they did add audio description now i don't particularly use that i tested it once just for one of my youtube channels Mm -hmm. but um i think that's the the main add-on other than that it was pretty much for me what i use it was the same as when i played it the first time around it just made a lot more um sense if especially if you can see the vision aspects of it on the ps5 version it's very in-depth and very very real
0: what is your technique you mentioned steve Saylor. we know um steve very very known in the gaming accessible gaming world out there um to to get encouraged by someone to get kind of that leg up on a game and get the interest that you formulated for the original with this um Time, how long did it take? And how does how does a game like that in someone who's so passionate about gaming pass that on to someone like yourself who's passionate and trying to learn something new?
2: I think that varies on the person for myself. I've always been a gamer, I've always right. um thought about trying to get into the gaming world as a whole, but I never knew how about to do it. And when I came across the accessibility and by chance, Steve Siller, that just made it uh, a reality almost. It's But now it's just going to take time and dedication and continue loving what I'm doing and f- learning from what others are doing in that's already in the consulting business with uh, developers.
0: So important. And and I yes. know to each their own, right? Like everybody has their reason for playing a game, like you said, very personal. Um, but people like yourself, Steve, there's, there's a little bit more of another mission with that.
2: Yeah, for me, it's it's like a hobby, but I'm also trying to teach others that there is still, if you're new to gaming or want to get back into gaming, there's really nothing that you're not going to be able to accomplish as long as you're willing to adapt and learn as you go along. It's just like everyday life in in general terms.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And... I'm curious about the settings. So you mentioned, you know, you tested certain things that especially when it comes to AD, the audio description, but tell us more about the accessibility and settings, I guess, features that are available for this game to make it easier, seamless for the blind gamer.
2: Okay, so what I use constantly, I'm sure a lot of us will be using, it's audio navigational cues, which means uh, I have mostly turned all all of them on, um, I'm able to know wherever the enemies are, any objects, just by the sound difference in the cues. Um, and I like to use a stealth, so I like to sneak up on enemies. You have the option to, when you're crouching, <laughs> by pushing one of the buttons, you hold it, and either square will find you the enemies, it will highlight it, or you push the circle, and it'll highlight an object, and it'll highlight it in the click of the thumbstick, will point the, the camera in that direction for you. So you're always knowing where you're going at all times.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, We want to run a clip because we've got a clip from you that gives a little bit of a demo of the audio cues and a little bit of audio description. Let's take a listen and watch. Mm. yeah it's kind of there it's a nice little soft feel to it rum
1: well it's not verbal right it's just sound cues as we said Mm -hmm. and i think that that could be really helpful for a lot of people um i'm looking at it too and i'm wondering um marcus as a low vision person do you find the contrast of this game to be uh difficult to navigate
2: personally for myself no um i do sit probably six feet away from my tv and it is a big screen i have not uh i haven't played around with any of the contrast settings you do have the ability to change the color schemes and everything if it will work better for you i personally do not though i just tend to see to keep things the way they are for the graphics
1: Mm, right
0: right Uh, what about speed though i mean Again, like Rum's bringing up the the contrast or things that someone might do. With this particular game, um, what do you do to adjust for yourself, for a lot of us with low vision, um, our tracking, our eyes and what they they do? Is this a game that would you say is, is a friendlier game than some of the others might be? Or is that kind of a dumb question to ask? Because, again, we go back to individuality.
2: Yeah, it, it all depends, but to be honest with you, I do play on it's considered story modes in lamer terms. It's easy. It focuses more on the story with little to I don't want to say no combat, but it focuses more on the story. So it's okay. a little bit slower. Um, I did find an option to slow down game speed if you turn it on. Okay. I I have not played around with that yet. I don't really know if I, I'm going to just because I'm used to I'm used to playing games, so it might not. It might bore me a little bit, but that option is there in in this title.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like the personal preference of how things are done. And then for you, the, and a lot of other gamers, I'm sure, who have the experience before the remastered, before all the additional accessibility features, and that comparison to how you played it beforehand, right? We talked about this with Mortal Kombat and um, Forza as well, where sometimes you're like, thrown off by the accessibility additions and thinking, mm, this is more distracting than it is helpful, and I'm going to have to change that. Or, like you said, you prioritize graphics over some of the low vision uh, enhanced contrast options that are out there. So, is there more you want to say on that front?
2: Not- Really, because when I typically turn a game on now, I'm not really looking for the accessibility anymore. If if it's there, I will automatically go to that menu just to see. But if I can play the game and adapt to it, um, it, it's really amazing what you can do once you put your mind to it, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how people have gamed for years, right? Years before the accessibility conversation even came out (laughs) and commentary from the communities. Yeah.
2: Um, And the... Mm -hmm. The best part about this title, if you do not have a console to play it, you can check out the series on HBO. So you can actually feel what we are playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, For you, has aside from the accessibility, has the way you've played this game changed since you first started, and you know it brought you back into gaming, as you said, has it changed in terms of just like how you get to know the game? For example, you mentioned uh, you play on story mode more than anything. Uh, are you just not interested in the conflict side?
2: Once I bad? complete it, I'm actually going to replay it and change the difficulty a little bit. Um, it is very much replayable. Uh, yeah. Just taking my time right th- now through it, but I'm going to go back into it and play it on a more difficulty. I think this might be the first title I go after uh, the trophies, which are just achievements throughout the game, mm-hmm. but that's when I'm gonna attempt to play it on a more difficult level.
1: And is there a lot of commentary from the Blind Low Vision uh, gaming community around Last of Us Remastered 2?
2: I believe there was when it was being hyped up to be released. I haven't heard much now because there's a lot of content coming out within the next couple of weeks.
1: Okay, uh, when was it released again?
2: Uh, Last of Us is is already out.
1: Yeah, when was it? When was the uh, remastered released? January
0: 19th, I okay. want to
1: say. So quite recent. I guess people are yeah. still right. trying to figure things out.
0: Or uh, they're moved on to the other, the next thing, like yeah, you so say, the Marcus. Thing, yeah. There's a lot Fair. going on right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, also, I want to ask about the developers. You know, earlier when we were talking to Mike Fair, we chatted about the developers of Conjury, um, and the second game he brought up, which escapes my mind, it, the Doncaster. thank you—the uh, developers are super in touch with the community. They have, you know, put themselves into the platforms where the gamers, the blind, low-vision gamers are, to keep track of what's going on, the feedback, but also just be there to constantly update and um, re-release things as they, you know, get explored, right, as glitches get figured out and all this other stuff. So. I think that that's really helpful, but obviously that's not the case, I'm assuming, that's not the case with big, giant gaming developers like this one.
2: From my understanding, just in the last few years, Naughty Dog, who is the developer of The Last of Us, they are very much very much into the community, especially with the accessibility community and consultants that they already work with, and they are continuously working with other members just to make their games even better. Um, I also believe Ubisoft is another developer on that same path to making games great for everybody. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Marcus, looking forward to chatting with you next month. Do you know what you you you. want to chat about yet?
2: I might drop it down a little bit and bring a game for your Android devices. It's a small, nice game. Okay, perfect. Change it up.
1: Yeah, it might not even be that. We still got a month. Thank you.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: marcus mccracken joins us on the second thursday of every month we talk accessible gaming with him featuring last of us part two remastered for the ps5 and his reviews on that i'm very curious about the uh audio cues and how they actually sound with the yeah, me too. binaural audio yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i think i think that's really cool i i love the idea of the games where you're kind of having that time it's almost like a more relaxed to build up and build the personas mm-hmm. I, I find that a little interesting now take me into forza and the racing oh i'd love it
1: exactly it just makes it more three-dimensional as an experience altogether mm. right not necessarily just about accessibility at the forefront all right. After the break, we got the staple Thursday roundtable. Kelly McDonald picks a couple topics. We uh, bring on a guest this week. It happens to be Karen McGee, content development specialist for AMI, and we'll see what Kelly has in store. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramiya.
0: It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramiya return in a minute.